Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. I know we finished our study in the book of Jonah, but I just wanted to go back and kind of uh, look at some takeaways from the book of Jonah. I know this is the week, this is Holy Week, and uh, Christians around the world are focusing on the Lenten season. And we know that um, Jesus speaks of Jonah when he says, as Jonah was three days in the belly of the, of the big fish, of the whale, so will uh, he be three days, you know, he'll be in the grave for three days. So we know that they kind of tie in together. Even though I'm not giving you a Holy Week scripture, I did want to tie up the book of Jonah and get some takeaways. And the information I'm sharing is still coming from the Logos um, Study Bible. Well, the Logos app. It's an app that has several Bibles, depending, and books and resources. So that's where I'm sharing the information from. Jonah's life demonstrates what can happen when we're at odds with God. Nothing goes the way Jonah expected from the moment he fled his commission to preach to Nineveh. And how so is that like our lives when we go our own way, when God is telling us to go a different way? Jonah reluctantly made his way to Nineveh as he was directed. Nineveh repents, despite the fact that Jonah's speech is only five words. His message to that great city of Nineveh was that it would be destroyed in 40 days. And we find out later that um, Nineveh was destroyed, but it was like 150 years later. The entire city repented in sackcloth and started and fasted um, after Jonah's ambiguous message. Yet the prophet became angry. And why was he angry? Because he expected God to destroy that great city. But God shows his compassion. He shows his love. He shows his mercy. I'll be back to share the rest of what I have written down. This is Hope Scott. I am the host of 5 Minutes in the Word. Please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. And I'd like to give a shout out to A-Train Sports Talk. And I want to share their brief promo. This is Anthony Smith, host of the A-Train Sports Talk podcast. And when I'm not doing my own podcast, I'm getting encouraged by five minutes in the word of God. Thanks, Anthony. And thanks for the shout out from A-Train Sports Talk. Again, we're doing just a brief little uh, takeaway from the book of Jonah. When uh, God saved the people of Nineveh, Jonah was angry. When he spared the city, it seemed to Jonah like something was wrong. The idea of justice for the Assyrian city um, to him was destruction, fair punishment for their sins. And then a takeaway is, do you ever avoid doing God's will despite the good that can come of it? Do you ever act like you deserve God's grace, mercy, and love more than someone else? How is God's 
uh, calling? How is God calling you to shift your orientation towards others? And as I think about all three of these questions, I mean, it's right at me. Do I avoid doing God's will despite the good that comes from it? And how do I act? Do I act as though I'm the only one that deserves God's grace, mercy, and love more than anyone else? Like my sins are small and theirs are big, so God doesn't need to forgive them. And how about um, my orientation? How do I treat others based on what they believe? Because they're different than I am. Do I treat them like they are less than me? That they don't deserve God's grace and mercy? That's what the book makes us think about. In the boat, Jonah was unwilling to reveal the truth, that he was the reason that they were on this uh, tempestuous sea. And revealing that truth meant that um, it could have cost the the, the, uh, sailors their lives. Jonah refused to preach to the people of Nineveh because he wants no part of their salvation. Remember, he wanted um, the city to be destroyed, fair punishment for their sins. He did not want to see their salvation. He knew that God is a God of mercy, but he wants them to suffer disaster. When God's plan doesn't match Jonah's plans, Jonah vents his anger to the point of contempt. And have we been that way? When God has to um, get our attention and it's not what we want, do we vent our anger to the point of contempt? I know I can say I have at some point in my life when things just didn't seem to fall right. It's like, God, why? What are you doing this for? And that's how Jonah was. Jonah, a prophet of God, acts and speaks with hatred for his fellow men. Uh, which is a stark contrast to God's love and mercy for all. By the end of the book of Jonah, we are left wondering where Jonah's uh, stand really is with God. We know where the repentant sinners of Nineveh now stand with God because they repented. But what about the self-righteous and hate-filled prophets? And can we say that fits us? Self-righteous, hate-filled but we call ourselves Christians. We look down our nose at others. We are self-righteous and uh, judgmental. We are meant to see ourselves both in the Ninevites and in Jonah, and we do. We are meant to find our biases and let them go, give them to God's mercy. We are meant to become as quick to repent as the Ninevites, recognizing our failures before God. The shocking thing about Jonah is that those whom Jonah condemns are moved by the mere idea of God. The men in the boat feared God and are saved, as were the Ninevites who believed God and acted accordingly. So by the end of the book, God has made his position known. He cares for all who calls upon him and he will give them mercy no matter who they are. Uh, God does not respond to Jonah or none of his sins with punishment and destruction, but with compassion and mercy. God's grace extends beyond mere justice, and we thank God for that. 
we thank God that He doesn't give us what we deserve. He shows us grace. He shows us mercy. He is so long-suffering. He is so forgiving. And He brings healing and restoration. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for hearing the voice of all who call upon your name. Father, we are so grateful for your salvation. And your salvation is offered to all, even through um, prophets and ministers like Jonah, who are reluctant. They're renegade. They don't want to do it. But you can use, if you can use a rock to cry out in our place, you can use a renegade prophet or preacher to cry out and extend your word. And then we look at the life of David. David was a man after your own heart. And we know David had things in his life that were not godly, but you still used him. So God, we thank you for using vessels that, uh, I think the the uh, scripture says that cornerstone that you can just you use even uh, a cornerstone that is not perfect but it can still get the job done so thank you for using us God despite our faults despite our flaws despite any everything that just uh, would make us unfit you see the fitness in us and you make us uh, vessels that you can use and we thank you for that we thank you and we pray that as we carry the good news that we live in accordance with your will, according to your daily call upon our lives. And Father, again, we are praying for conflicts everywhere, but especially for the one that's played out on and before our eyes every day. We fall on our face and we cry and we understand that you are in control. And we thank you that you are in control that justice is uh, started, it will. It has a start date, it has an end date. And we thank you for that, Father. We're praying for a peace. We're praying for leaders to um, have compassion upon their people. And, and that the wars and the conflicts and all of the things that, um, the special needs that there are, there are so many. But we know that you're a God who hears and you're a God who answers. And we're thanking you in advance. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.